Hey everyone, welcome back to the Open DeFi Podcast. Today we are joined by Do Kwan from Mirror. Mirror Protocol allows the creation of fungible assets, also known as M tokens. These tokens track the price of real-world assets such as FANG stocks or alternate feared currencies. Mirror synthetics are intended to be used as key building blocks in smart contracts and to bring the world's assets to the blockchain. In today's episode, we'll take a deep dive into the Mirror Protocol, how it works, the vision behind it, and how the future of the product is shaping out. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm your host Sammy, representing OpenDeFi, a global alliance uniting the smartest minds in decentralized finance to build the new bridges between Western and Asian communities and economies. Without further ado, let's jump right into our call with Doe. today really appreciate it um to get things kicked off can you please give us a basic intro on mirror and uh your role there yeah um yeah hi guys uh my name is do kwan uh i'm the founder of terra money which is a stable coin protocol and uh also mirror uh which is a synthetics a protocol that issues tokens that are pegged to any real world assets uh the initial assets that we created had a strong focus on U.S. equities and ETFs. So today uh, we have these M assets, synthetics, tracking the price of uh, assets like Apple, Tesla, Google, Microsoft, across uh, three different chains on Terra um, and uh, Ethereum and Binance Smart Chain. <laughs> cool. And um, as of recently, like, you know, Mirror has really taken DeFi by storm. And I feel like that's because you really solved like this one problem that many people have been trying to solve for like a long time. or just been talking about it for a long time, which is this idea of wrapping stocks onto crypto, right? Can you give some background on how M assets work and like what really enables traders to get exposure to stocks on the blockchain? Sure. So if you look at the mechanism, it's actually quite similar to MakerDAO. So if you look at Maker, you have multiple volatile collateral. So mainly ETH. Uh, and then um, you you over collateralize that in something called a CDP uh, to issue a stable synthetic. So mirror inverses that process. So there is a single stable collateral, which is Terra USD stablecoin, and then you issue a number of different volatile synthetics against the dollar. So um, yeah, it's it's very similar in the sense that you have uh, a an excess a pool of collateral that secures the value of synthetic assets. Cool. And and what stocks do you guys currently offer on Mirror? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, there's a there's a lot. So there's about uh, twenty different stocks right now. There's GameStop, uh, AMC. You know, there's Vixi, Tesla, Twitter, Netflix, Airbnb. So there's about I would say. A little over 20 assets at the moment mm-hmm. and and what goes into the process there of like picking which stocks you you list and how you go about that yeah so we don't really um make a direction at all so um there is a governance token called mir which was uh fairly dropped to uh you know various different ecosystems and then people holding mir tokens can vote on which tokens or, or which asset should be whitelisted. Mm-hmm, for sure. 
Okay, that's cool. Actually, interesting you mentioned about like people kind of like determining which assets to be whitelisted. Is there anything like any kind of talk or from the community or from yourselves of like other assets or stocks that you might want to expand into? Yeah, so uh, most of the asset list listing discussions happens in the Mirror Governance Forum. So it's uh, forum.mirror.finance. Um, I would say, you know, you know, generally um, in, in the very beginning, there was a strong focus on listing, uh, I would say, uh, very large cap equities. So, uh, and then some of the recent IPOs like Airbnb, there is a governance proposal live right now to whitelist uh, pre-IPO contracts for Coinbase. Uh, and then obviously with uh, the Wall Street bets movement uh, that sort of led to assets like GameStop and AMC being listed. Recently, there's a bit more interest in listing synthetics for cryptocurrencies. So uh, we recently added uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. And uh, there is discussions to add a synthetic for uh, the DOT token. Awesome. And uh, um, beyond crypto assets and beyond stocks, like, do you ever see it expanding into maybe like commodities or any other markets like that? Or are you more focused right now on just getting the major cap stocks in and maybe some other tokens? Oh, there's a couple of uh, commodities ETFs at the moment. So there's um, SLV, so the silver ETF, and, mm -hmm. and then IAU, the gold ETF. Uh, there's, um, there's a few more proposals that were live at some point, but I... You know, like for example, I think there might be a crude oil ETF that's already live. Um, but uh, yeah, like personally, I don't really take any sort of uh, directional approach on which which assets should be added, and uh, I don't I don't really vote in governance. Mm -hmm, for sure. And as I understand it, like MIR and other M assets, so they live natively on the Terra chain, right? And you guys sort yes. of went this route where you wrapped them onto other chains. Uh, why did you think like this was an important move? And what do you think is like the importance of uh, cross-chain assets in like the modern DeFi ecosystem? Yeah, so um, we're, what we're observing now is that um, depending on sort of like the use case of uh, DeFi, uh, you know, different chains have uh, different attractive guarantees. So for example, for people that are deploying, uh, you know, reasonable, and by reasonable, I mean quite high AUM, uh, it kind of makes sense to do a lot of trading and yield farming on Ethereum because, uh, you know, there's there's tool sets, there's custody infrastructure and uh, various other things to be able to do this uh, at, at scale in a, in a more, shall we say, uh, secure kind of way. Whereas uh, for retail, um, you know, with the recent rise of Binance Smart Chain, it's becoming apparent that, uh, you, you know, for, for newcomers into crypto that might not have as significant of an AUM, they prefer chains that are faster with lower gas fees. Uh, and then um, I think being able to offer comparable infrastructure and user experience while at the same time offering cheaper uh, and more timely uh, block times is something that retail really appreciates. So what we're observing is that uh, on Ethereum, there's generally um, you know, uh, a lot of users that trade M assets at scale. So we would see a lot of, let's say uh, $50,000, $100,000 plus uh, trades and uh, staking for yield farming. Whereas uh, on the on the Terra and Binance Smart Chain side, you sort of see much smaller ticket sizes, uh, which is indicative of uh, retail players either bridging assets over uh, from Ethereum to, to Terra to be able to use it in that chain, 
or um, you know, getting access to these M assets through retail focus apps. So we we have a Robinhood-like uh, trading interface um, on mobile apps. It's called Mirror Wallet, available on both Android and iOS. So we're we're starting to see significant uptick in retail, uh, focusing on markets in China, Indonesia, and Thailand. That's super cool. Um, we talked a lot about governance, of course, and like you know, community. That's super important to our industry here. Um, like my understanding is, you want to open up some grants and like open, like really expand the developer community. Um, perhaps even pay for resources and audits related to building with Mirror. Um, can you give us some more insight, like on this, like this kind of the grants program, maybe some example of like the direction that you think the community could go? Sure. Um, so when Mirror launched for the first time, a significant portion of the governance token was allocated to something called the community pool. And what a community pool is, is it's basically like an on-chain treasury that uh, governance token holders can vote on various initiatives uh, that would enrich uh, the Mirror ecosystem. So currently, the price of the governance token is around $5.5. Uh, the community pool currently sits at current prices around $170 million. So there's been uh, various different people applying for grants against the community pool and socializing that with the community uh, in order to be able to kick off tools and projects and, and various interesting types of things. So there's been, for example, uh, like an analytics dashboard that was funded by the pool uh, by Flipside Crypto. Uh, there was a proposal to create a D-Hedge-like, um, you know, uh, on-chain asset management protocol uh, to raise the seed funding against the DAO called Spar Finance. Uh, there's been things like Telegram bots, meme contests. So a lot of different community initiatives are being funded entirely through the on-chain treasury without, uh, you know, having to talk to us about it. Cool, yeah. And, you know, like, so for Open DeFi, right, we really put like a big focus on on innovation and liquidity. And we felt that like inviting Mirror was one of like a top priorities from the sense that, um, you know, you guys really were one of the first few protocols to introduce these synthetic assets onto the blockchain, uh, like asset classes that traditionally weren't on, on DeFi, especially like during DeFi summer. And we're definitely happy to have you on board now. So can you provide some context on why you joined the Open DeFi Alliance? Yeah, so um, like a big emphasis that we're putting on, uh, you know, mirror success is uh, composability. So I, I think, you know, like the ability to buy price exposure for these synthetic assets on the blockchain is honestly not all that interesting. So for example, like uh, you could simply go to FTX, for instance, and buy, uh, you know, like these these equities uh, using Bitcoin, right, or Ethereum. So, um, you know, you know, like simply by the uh, virtue of buying price exposure, that is kind of interesting, but it's it's not like people are not able to buy exposure today. Where things do get interesting is if these mirrored assets can be used as primitives in other DeFi protocols. So, for example, if you're able to lend uh, these mirrored equities or lending protocols then in that case, you can earn a yield by holding things like Apple stock and Tesla stock, which would be uh, far higher than the dividends that people would be able to earn uh, in uh, by holding uh, traditional equities, right? So you are able to enable a lot of different use cases by weaving uh, these mirrored assets as base layer primitives in lots of different DeFi protocols. And uh, joining the Open uh, DeFi Alliance uh, allows us to uh, 
take a step closer in that direction. And just another question about M assets. I'm just imagining for someone who's hearing about this for the first time, could you go like a bit more into detail on how the price stays pegged to the price of a stock, as well as how um, like rebasing would work or how you would um, manage the stock price after hours? Sure. Um, so, you know, while the, while the markets are open, uh, the pegging mechanism is very similar to how Maker works. Uh, given that, you know, there is a uh, excess pool of collateral guaranteeing uh, backing the synthetic uh, downside pegging is very easy, right? Because there is always more than $150 of a stable coin backing, let's say $100 worth of synthetic, right? So at any given time, if the synthetic is, um, you know, trading below its intended peg, you can simply buy that up, which would give you rights to the underlying collateral that backs it. So downside pegging is pretty easy. In uh, terms of upside, uh, you, you know, like the hard bound is set by the minimum collateralization ratio. But uh, in, in addition to that, like you, you can mint additional units of these uh, mirrored assets and to arbit down to its intended peg by selling it in the open market. So, um, you know, I think uh, these M assets exhibit stability characteristics that are very similar to how uh, the DAI token fares in open markets. Yeah. And, and like you were mentioning, the, the collateral for minting them is with UST, right? Um, mm -hmm. would, you, would you ever explore branching out into other, using other assets as collateral, sort of like, uh, like MC die, or yeah, like sort of following the maker route where you're not only depending on a single asset, obviously maker was in a different place where Ethereum was a very volatile asset uh, mm -hmm. compared to UST, which is a stable coin, right? So uh, is that like a priority for you guys or, or do you guys want to stick with just UST for now? Yeah, so we would like to get to a state where we're able to add lots of different types of uh, collateral, but we would likely stick to uh, very large cap assets like Bitcoin or Ethereum <clears throat> or uh, maybe, you know, like a couple of other things. Because I think uh, one of the really attractive points about uh, how Mirror works is that given that the collateral is a stable coin, you're able to create pretty tight bounds on the collateral ratio. So we started out with like 150% for most of the M assets, but um, you know we're going to be publishing some research uh, that shows that e even if you lowered this to let's say 115% or lower, uh, we are able to keep a tight peg around uh, mirrored assets and the system can be solvent. And, um, just, and just for some more background on, on UST for the users. So obviously there's a lot of stable coins that are now on the market, right? And um, UST is one of the fastest growing stable coins that, that's uh, currently out there. Could you give also some background on what UST, like what makes UST unique from other stable coins out there? Yeah, so uh, UST is short for TerraUST, which is a dollar peg stable coin issued by the Terra protocol. Um, so what's interesting about TerraUST is that it's an algorithmic stable coin. So uh, the system stabilizes the price of TerraUST by sort of creating arbitrage opportunities between TerraUSD and Luna. Um, and uh, what's really interesting about TerraUSD is that uh, most stable coins are either decentralized and capital inefficient, like DAI, or um, centralized and censorship prone, like Tether and USDC. Uh, UST is unique in the sense that it's um, both capital efficient. So you only need to burn a dollar's worth of Luna in order to mint one TerraUSD. And it's also uh, entirely decentralized. 
So um, I, I think those things combined with, you know, the fast growth of Mirror has led US, UST to be, you know, the fastest growing stablecoin over the last uh, three months or so. It's, uh, it's, um, it, it, it really was, was only started to be minted in December of last year, uh, and then currently sits uh, above, I, I think, close to $600 million at this point in market cap. Super cool. Like, I think we're all learning a lot here today. Like, love it. Thank you very much. Um, just kind of talking more about Open DeFi here. Um, one of the main things, or the, actually, if not the main purpose of Open DeFi, is like really communication channel between like the East and the West, um, bridges between different cultures and whatnot. Um, like up to this point, we've pretty much exclusively like China with the West, and very happy to have you guys. You know, being based out of Korea, that's really super important. Um, love to get some more Korean companies um, into Open DeFi as well. Um, was kind of talking about the importance of Asia and you know in the world generally. Like, how do you really see the importance of Asia and growing the DeFi ecosystem um, on a on a global scale? Yeah. So, um, I, I I think you know like the actual use case for cryptocurrencies has a lot more place in Asia than it does in the West because. Um, you know, restrictions on how you can use your money is actually much freer uh, in the U.S. and most Western countries than it is in Asia. So, for example, uh, I, most a Asian jurisdictions like uh, Korea, uh, you know, Thailand, uh, Malaysia, and so on and so forth have very tight capital controls. So there's a lot of restrictions on how you can withdraw, send uh, your money, as well as, you know, uh, what types of assets that you can purchase with the currency. So for example, uh, in Korea, for instance, the hard cap on how much money an individual citizen can send abroad is $50,000 per year. So which heavily restricts the types of investments that a person can make as well as uh, you know, where they can send their money. And uh, what cryptocurrencies enable is that it breaks down borders and restrictions on uh, how people can dispose of their private property. So I, I think uh, that's why, you know, yeah, even for BTC and Tether, a lot of the utility around uh, these assets have been constructed primarily in China and uh, nearby jurisdictions. And um, I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, whatever narrative forms out of crypto, uh, you know, if, if it's focused on providing real utility, it definitely has to include Asia. So I hear that actually, that's really actually how I actually got involved in crypto was investigating how to move capital around from Asia to the West, like about like seven years ago at this point. So I absolutely see that use case there. Right. And um, your, your, your solution to solving like this problem is through uh, obviously like UST and like uh, Terra chain, right? And what Terra does, which is also a bit uh, or at least what Terra did as like a first mover was this concept of like the interchain stablecoin. So could you give a bit of a background on like what the interchain uh, stablecoin um, brings to the crypto ecosystem? Yeah. So um, one of the things that we noticed uh, was, you, you know, and I, I think a lot of different stablecoins are starting to do this now. Uh, so for example, with like Circle and Tether supporting Solana and uh um, you know, some, some of the other ecosystems. But I, I think if you sort of roll back the curtain and then look at what sorts of DeFi ecosystems are forming in different chains, and one of the reasons why Ethereum has such a huge advantage is because it has liquidity, right? Uh, and all, all those different AMMs and order books uh, basically denominate uh, the, the orders in stable coins. 
and that Ethereum has DAI, it has USDC and USDT, but there's you know, actually no reason why uh, you know, exciting DeFi ecosystems can't form in different chains. I think uh, depending on the use case, there's a lot of interesting things that you can build on Solana, for instance, uh, you can build on Avalanche, you can build on Binance Smart Chain, but uh, stablecoin liquidity hasn't adequately formed in a lot of those different ecosystems. So for Terra, we sort of took the stance that uh, we are chain agnostic, which means that wherever uh, there is a use case to be served in a different chain, we'll build a bridge and make sure that there's Terra USD liquidity there. So uh, for example, in addition to bridging to Binance Smart Chain and Solana, uh, Bi Binance Smart Chain and Ethereum, we're also working with the wormhole bridge, which, be which is being developed by the Solana team to uh, bridge to that chain so that we can bring Terra USD to Serum. Uh, we're also working with the teams at XLR uh, to uh, bridge the ecosystems like uh, Polkadot and uh, uh, some of the other chains. And we've also launched a, um, a sort of a grants program called Terraform Capital, such that we are willing to give out grants to any sort of DeFi protocol that uses TerraUSD in some way. So it's uh, with, with uh, no request for either tokens or equity as a result of the grant. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, being based in Korea, like what are your views on like maybe like a Korean won stable coin or other, other fiat currency stable coins and bringing them on chain? Uh, obviously the U S dollar is um, in the most demand because people would argue that it's the most stable at the moment, but um, is that, ever, is that like in the pipeline? Is that like a, a future vision for Terra or, or are you more focused on just the USD for now? But we, we actually started out with uh, Terra Care W and the Terra MNT. So uh, the Terra blockchain actually supports 14 different uh, you know, stable coins, uh, all of which can be swapped at each other at a, at a very low fixed spread. So uh, there is an FX market that is enabled on top of Terra. And uh, Terra Care W is actually quite widely used in Korea at the moment. So for example, uh, we launched a payment app called Chai, which is being used by 5% of the population in uh, 2019. And uh, that company raised about $90 million uh, led by the likes of SoftBank and uh, some other folks. And that is you know, transacting more than a billion dollars on an annualized basis uh, with uh, you know, 50 of the top e-commerce merchants in the country. So uh, there's definitely traction forming in each of the local markets in which we are uh, rolling out our stable coins. We've also launched a joint venture with the uh, sitting president's uh, family in Mongolia. So leveraging a Terra MNT. So that is being used by a payment engine called uh, MimiPay. So that's being used by, it's a much earlier effort. So it's about 40 to 50,000 monthly active users. But uh, considering that the country has like 2.5 million mobile users, that, that's actually a meaningful percentage of, of uh, headcount. Yeah, no, that that's that's huge reach, especially when you put into perspective um, just the general crypto ecosystem and how you know majority of people are still only focused on on just trading and 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 looking at at cryptocurrencies as sort of like the speculative asset, right? Um, and then right. when when you can go and achieve something which is taking it beyond that and finding real life applications of it, I think that's that's really what's going to take us to that next level, right? Of uh, this whole crypto and DeFi ecosystem, and I think. You guys are doing a really awesome job with that as far as like the stable coins go and the M assets and sort of banking the unbanked, right? So super excited for what's to come next, right? Um, just yeah. to wrap things yeah. up here, 
Could you explain what's next for Mirror and even Terra this year and how the DeFi community can get involved in your ecosystem? Sure. Um, so for Terra, we, um, we're, we're sort of focused on creating applications that make our, our stable coins the easiest to spend and uh, the most attractive to hold. And what that means is uh, we're creating use cases like Chai, for instance, to make uh, payments really easy for our stable coins. We're launching things like mirror protocols such that our stable coins can be the easiest gateway uh, to invest into any, any type of asset class on, on whatever chain that you happen to be uh, using. And also um, we're, we're launching something called Anchor Protocol, which is a fixed income instrument. So it's a savings protocol whereby people can park stable coins into a smart contract and earn fixed income yield on top of that. So uh, basically the idea is that we want to bring millions and millions of people on chain uh, by creating a version of the dollar and the various different other currencies, whereby it's offering an interest that just absolutely decimates whatever commercial banks are offering. We want to be able to enable use cases on top of synthetic assets that people can't get in normal stock brokerages. We want to be able to enable them to uh, put, the, put the gains that they make in these different opportunities to be able to buy anything that they want through our payment gateways. So uh, in 2021, you can, expect, you can expect us to be doubling down on those efforts. And uh, I think by the end of the year, uh, Terra stablecoins will be uh, one of the uh, most decentralized and largest uh, in all of crypto. That sounds all very awesome. I'm really excited to see where things go with you guys. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time, though. Um, just to kind of wrap things up here, can you please share with the listeners like where they can find you and join Mirror and the Terra community? Sure. So if you go to the website Terra.money, um, there is uh, you know like a Twitter handle that you can follow. There is a Telegram group, a Discord. I am generally available in all those different channels. So uh, please feel free to drop me a DM or uh, you know, tag me in, in those respective channels and happy to chat through uh, the really exciting things that we're working on at Terra Mirror. Awesome. Well, it was great chatting with you, Doe, and look forward to working on some awesome initiatives through Open DeFi with you. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks.